Hello and welcome to Gifts of the Weird. I'm John, your host, and with me again is my good friend Bella Seal, and she is the creator of a new deck which is on Kickstarter right now called The Witches of Triora. Bella is a Brazilian-American writer. She is an Oracle deck creatrix and the author of The Oracle of Nihalenia, The Transformational Oracle of the Morrigan, The Oracle of Freya, and The Cupid Lenormand. She is an intuitive and creative pagan priestess who now presents the Witches of Triora Oracle deck. It's a deck of 36 cards based on facts and legends of medieval northern Italy. Bella, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, It's a pleasure to be here again to talk one more time about one of my passions. And this is a beautiful new deck that we are going uh, to talk about and um, I hope um, everyone that is listening to this podcast can enjoy because it's really a magic, true story. It really is. And I'm no stranger to your decks and your work. Our origin story <laughs> of our friendship is through the, the Oracle of Nihalenia. And it was wonderful that Nihalenia brought us together uh, those years ago so that we could keep working together and having so many uh, wonderful experiences and a beautiful friendship. And of course, you helped me to produce my own deck, the Christmas Oracle, which was a lot of fun and a beautiful thing. So, Bella, tell us about how your connection to Triora Italy came about. It was 2013. I used to spend time with my boyfriend, now is my husband. I used to live in Brazil and I was to spend time coming here to the United States. And in one of my trips, he told me, oh, next time we're going to Italy. And I was so excited. It would, it would be my first time in, in, in Europe, especially in Italy, that I, I have a, a connection to Italy since I was a little kid. I dream about Italy. And uh, when he told me that, I went to the computer and I started checking online uh, which places in uh, in Italy. And there was a list of towns like Benevento that is very famous and um, a few others. But somehow Triora called uh, my attention immediately. I like the name. I like the sound, Triora. And then I had no idea which part of Italy we are going to uh, to visit because the, this trip included different uh, uh, towns. My husband had to go for business and to see family. So we are going to, to have a tour. And it was the our tour which would be only um on the north part of Italy and I asked him can you take me to Triora and he he told me yeah but he told me like okay yeah we check that later like not giving uh that much attention and he tried to tell me ah so excited no I I'm going to take you to this town and another and another and another and I insist but can we go to Triora and he said yes let's check where Triora is located and I was really excited but in the end I didn't check exactly the location of Triora and we went to visit his uh, family that lives in um, San Remo 
that is in Liguria, is in the is near the French Riviera, so it's really north of Italy. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he introduced me to his uh, sister, he told he told uh, her, "Ah, this is my strega." Husband calls me strega, and I love that. And then she told, "Ah, are you a strega?" And I, I, I just smile and I say, "Yeah, I am." And she said, "Oh, you should go to Triora. Triora is beautiful. Triora is right here, like half hour. Is a little more, it's around forty minutes." To oh my goodness! Yes, and she said, "I love Triora. You need to go there. It's a beautiful town." And she started telling me about Triora in a very uh, exciting way. And then one of the days, my husband drove me to Triora, and it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It's a very narrow uh, road in the mountains. It's like breathtaking views. It's beautiful. It's just gorgeous. And Triora is really deep in this valley, in green mountains everywhere. And Triora is in the, on the top of a hill. It's all medieval uh, stones. All the buildings are... In, in this medieval architecture made of stones is beautiful. It was October, it was 2013. It was um, like uh, afternoon, almost evening. And that medieval town had a really a unique vibe. I cannot describe, but at the same time, it was not so exciting because... It was magic, but it somehow I felt like a little dance, some density in the air. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end uh, of the our afternoon, I visited the museum of uh, is the muse uh, museo di stregoneria, that is the witchcraft museum of Triora. And this museum has beautiful uh, expo about uh, living in different times in Triora, but there is an area that is really um, sad. That is the chamber uh, with uh, instruments of torture, of the Inquisition, and that, that in somehow made me really emotional. And uh, when I I finished that trip. I was really impressed, but at the same time, there was a kind of sadness on me. And that was my first time in Triwater. Then, 2018, I I was in Netherlands. In the Netherlands, to I was uh, promoting the Oracle of Nehalenia, and in those days, I had a few days that we flew to Italy. And I asked my husband, can we go again to Triora? It was September, uh, was very hot day, was a very sunny day. And uh, Triora was so different in that day because it was so bright and uh, was really different. The, the, the weather, the vibe, completely different from the first time. And I was taking picture right in front of a statue it's a, a sculpture actually uh, made of metal that uh, is a they call a witch 
but she just looks like a, a farm girl um, that is right in the beginning of the, 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 the town. And I was right in front of this place taking pictures and my husband was just uh, taking the pictures and telling me, ah, pose, oh, do this, do that. And I was distracted because there was uh, a moss flying really near me all the time, around me, and really calling my attention. And it was so insistent, that, that, that contact of that moss, that in a certain point, I, I just told, <laughs> I, I talked to the moss, and I said, okay, maybe you, you want to tell me or to show me something. I'm okay, just, just go ahead and tell me or show me whatever you want. And the moss just disappeared. But in that moment, it was like I felt like a very light trance. Like I had my my senses like um, amplified. I could see like colors in, in, in the light. Everything, it was so magic. Like um, the sounds... I, I could feel the, the, the breeze and the sun in my skin. It's, it was like, really, I could feel Triora. It, it, it was really, really magic. And we, we walked, we took pictures, we visited again all the places except the, the museum because this, in 2018, they had opened a new museum and beautiful they had a lot of witchcraft in this second museum and uh was really nice to visit the second museum and i left three hours again when i went home uh and went to sleep that night i went back uh home to, to my sister-in-law's house i um i was sleeping during that night and I had like a lucid, very lucid dream that I couldn't see, but I could hear like a lot of ladies talking and they whispered to each other, but in a, in a language very different. I couldn't identify that language and it was not Italian because I, I understand Italian and um it was like an old language or different language. And they talk and they talk and they talk to the point that that started being loud, even though they were just whispering, that started being loud and loud and loud to the point that I woke up. And when I woke up, I continue having the sensation that they continue talking. They And I... I was for a second a little confused, like I'm dreaming or I'm I'm up. And for a second I I had that that moment, but then I decided to try to find inside my bag, inside the dark room, without making any noise because my husband was sleeping, to reach my cell phone because I want to write that because a hundred and ten percent of the times I don't remember my dreams. And I want to, to write that, to just to register, to, to not forget. And I start taking notes of a lot of stuff that was just coming to my mind. But I really didn't pay attention what I was uh, writing. 
and uh, and when I finished, I just put my phone away and I slept again. Next morning, I not even remember. Like I, I told, I never remember my dreams. I didn't remember that. And then during the day, I think probably afternoon, I just pick up my phone for some reason, and I remember that I took notes on my phone. And then I open my notes, and the notes were a list of symbols and a list of meaning related to Triora. And I was just in shock for a second, but then I was excited because I said, wow, a new deck. And this one came to me in this unique way, and I'm okay. I'm, I welcome this new project. And this was the way that the Oracle was born. Then I started talking to Igor, that is my partner on illustrating a um, few of my decks. He's the illustrator of uh, the Nehalenia and the Morgan ones, and now the Triora. And we started working together, but I didn't have that much expectations of launching this deck. And... Uh, this deck was done a few months ago, yes, uh, the beginning of this year. And last June, I was in Triora again. And I visited the museum, and one of the, the receptionists at the museum, Federica, she's also an artist, and she, she's becoming a good friend. She, I decided to show to her my sample of the Oracle of Triora. And immediately she said, oh, my God, you need to publish. You need to publish. What do you need? No, let's do it. She, she really, really, really put the fuel to, to, that, to make that happen. And uh, immediately she connected me to people um, in Triora. And, uh, yes, I, I've receiving support there to make this deck happen. And then I came back from June, um, from, from my, my June trip, and I decided to start preparing the campaign. And, but it was really interesting, this conversation with Federica, the first time I was there, because she said, but how you came with this idea? And I said, yeah, it was not really my idea. It came to me. And I told her about being sleeping and start listening women whispering. And she interrupted me. Oh, they did that to you too? So, <laughs> yes, the, this is, I, I never heard about that before. But anyway, I discovered through Federica that so, some some people have had this experience before about uh, hearing uh, these ladies talking at night. And also Federica had the same experience because uh, she, she had to spend a night in Triora. She, even though she works in Triora, she doesn't live there. She had to spend, to, to, to spend a night there. And somebody that uh, gave her a room, this lady told, ah, my house is very, very quiet, but sometimes you have so, some noises. It's like there are people talking during the night, but just ignore. It's normal. Like, like okay, it's normal. It's it's a haunted house, but it's normal. <laughs> and um, 
And Federica told me that she had uh, experience like really the same, like they talk and they talk and they talk. And sometimes that like even though they are whispering to each other, like telling secrets and something like that, it's loud to the point that we get uh, that we wake up. So this is very interesting. And this is the magic uh, of Trior, uh, the way it happened to 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 become an oracle. That's really an amazing story. I cannot imagine why or how that must have been to have these these whisperings come to you and, and to inspire you in, in this manner. So so when we created or when you decided to create the deck, uh, of course, you're used to creating a deck. So you know some of the the ways to connect with the spirit and the, and the deck itself and, and how to bring about different things. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, how did you connect the deck with the, the not only the history of Triora, but how Triora is now? So um, are there still practicing witches or strega today in Triora, and and were you able to connect with some of these these ladies or maybe even uh, men practitioners while you uh, were in your your visits? And what did they think about you doing this to honor the history and the legacy of Triora and the the practitioners of the craft? Um, well, uh, Triora, that's a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> Triora is like Italy is very Catholic. So forget about practitioners of witchcraft or the craft. If they do, it's very, it's very, it's kept in secret. Yes. I tried in all my trips to talk and people just change the subject. Um, there is a Benedetta, no, non Benedetta, Antonietta, that is a lady that uh, I had the honor to meet her. She's 96 years old, and she is considered the last lady of the herbs because she has recipes for all kinds of disease just using herbs. She's a specialist mm. on herbs. She's really a celebrity uh, in Italy because she she is in different programs of tv uh, on tv there is documentary books everything about her but it's about her uh gift of healing through herbs using herbs and uh, it's just that and the other day she received the those uh, honor of uh, becoming uh, a citizen of of Triora. She received that for what she represents in Triora. She's an icon of Triora. And I was reading her interview in a newspaper and she said, yes, during the Inquisition, even though I'm not a witch, they would burn me as one because there is a, um, I don't know how to say this in English, but especially in Italy, when nobody really says, I'm a strega or I'm a witch. We still have very negative meaning of these words there. It's more offensive than a, a proud. And I feel like I'm giving voice to the women that they were considered witches. And in, in fact, they were just women. 
and it's really interesting how I I was able to make my research to explain the cards in my deck because first of all I had the deck and when I start just giving meanings to the cards to to explain that in a, in a, in a in a user guide yes I really want to 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 have a context how Triora worked in that time what happened in Triora who are the women behind the voices whispering and that is the reason why I, I really I, I get excited about this deck when I say it's based on true facts because I it's really rescuing a little bit of the craft that was completely, completely, completely suffocated by centuries and by religion, by politics and by everything. So... This is a, a deck uh, also to pay homage to these women that were just um, tortured and uh, accused and prosecuted of committing crimes that they didn't commit because witchcraft was a crime. And, and it's, it's very interesting how the, we, we see the perspective of, of how society uh, used to use those women if, and and then they when they were not useful anymore they invented all fantastic uh, stories about this woman just to justify the violence against them. It's a beautiful deck, but it's also a dark deck in a sense that we are facing a lot of of injustice. This is the word. And um, I was really lucky when I started doing my research. And uh, right before the pandemic, 2019, I was in, in Triora. I, every time I go to Italy, I'm in Triora because it's my favorite place there. And uh, I, the author of uh, uh, a book that tells the story of this woman, the real story based on documents of Inquisition, all the, the cases who who was sent to jail everything like real documents he he gave me his book and uh and the book is really fantastic because he tells both sides he tells the the, the true side with true documents the fact and he tells the fantastic uh beliefs of people there and it's a very political deck in a sense the not that my deck is not that political. The history behind the deck is very political. The the story begins like that. Things start going not in a good direction. Economy, because Triora was a, one of the most important places and one of the most prosperous places in Italy in the fifteen eighty something, eighty nine those years. And uh, there was a horrible uh, weather that was very, they didn't have enough rain for one year, for two years. And the third year, they couldn't grow anything anymore. The economy going down, the people uh, getting um, sick with the Prague. So everything happening at the same time. So they needed to to find a scapegoat 
for all the, the, the negative things going on. And during the Inquisition, the scapegoat automatically would be witches. Everybody would be a witch. You're a witch because you're too good, or you're a witch because you're too bad, or because you're too beautiful, because you're too ugly, or because you're too young, or because you're too old. So that is that was the, the, the rule, no rule. You are just a witch. And in Triora, that, uh, that was an area like the excluded people, the poor people, they lived in this place that is called Cabotina. That is uh, the place of the poor people that, di- uh, that, wa- that is located out of the, the walls of Triora. So La Cabotina is located outside the, the, the walls. And what happens is <clears throat> these poor people were... Single mothers, because uh, the the husband or the father of their children uh, was drunk all the time or had abandoned them to live with another lady, whatever. These women, sometimes the only way to them to, to survive was being involved in sexual activity or any type of activity that was considered not proper, especially in a society completely Christian in the medieval times during the Inquisition. So the accusation of witchcraft was just an excuse to ban these people because these people were not welcome. And in between these people, we had girls of eight, nine years old, and they were victims of the Inquisition. Sounds horrible, yes, but we have documents about. One of the oldest uh, victims was an, a lady of six, uh, she was around six years old. And when we start reading all the documents, it start popping up a lot of different situations. The poor people were accused of witchcraft and the accusations were, ah, they they have the power to kill people just looking at people. Mm-hmm. They killed the baby just because they put the evil eye on the baby. The the cow of that farmer uh, stopped giving uh, milk just because the witch that made something. And they created a lot of fantasy and impossible things uh, about these people just to eliminate this. But... The, the situation, the, the reality is when they, they were able to clean the area, the Inquisition continued. And even though the, the elders were advised, oh, no, now, now it's okay. Our problem is solved. We don't have those type of people anymore. But the Inquisition came inside the walls and started to reach the ladies of good families of Triora. And then there was a document from from the elders uh, asking Genova, that was the authority, to stop the Inquisition because there was no more witches there. But Genova decided to change the Inquisitor and and send a new one that everybody expected just he would be phenomenal just to stop that. But he was really thirsty for more violence, for more accusations and torture and everything. And he continued the Inquisition. And the Inquisition in Triora, they lost control 
and they they start uh, reaching the rich ladies, especially those that they were rich, they were elders without kids, and when they they died, all the money, all the properties would be reverted to the church. That is the truth, and uh, and this is the story of the Inquisition there. There is no proof whatsoever of witchcraft in the in the terms that uh, people describe it, because uh, the the priest during the, the the mass used to give incentives to people to to report uh, suspicious activity of their neighbor of that. So that was the perfect moment, the perfect terrain to start revenging. You had a a little reason that you dislike somebody, you used to point that person to the church as as a, as a, as a witch, and that was enough. But there are interesting stories, too. It sounds like, you know, that's a very similar experience that happened across Europe, as well as in the United States, of those types of experiences of women accused of witchcraft and practicing alternative medicines items of ways to do things so it is a it is not uncommon uh, that yeah. those types of things happen is <laughs> a is a pattern uh once i i was there i i came across an article describing a congress of witchcraft that was uh conducted in 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 san remo or in Peria, that is another big town there. But they talk about Triora, they talk about the region. And uh, somebody said something like, some people tell that Triora is the Salem of Italy, but should be the opposite. Salem is the Triora of United States because Triora was hundreds, happened hundreds years before Salem. So it should be the opposite. Absolutely, absolutely. I posted this in a Facebook group uh, when the Kickstarter went live and somebody commented on the artwork. They thought the artwork was very interesting and it reminded them of other styles of artwork that came out of uh, Italian decks. You're working with Igor Alexandra and you've worked with Igor before on two other decks and his artwork really is lovely and and uh, fantastic. Um, yes, first of all, because Igor is a phenomenal wizard, <laughs> he's really into. He lives that. His life it's completely based on that. He works traditional witchcraft. He's um, works with Ecate. He has a very be- uh, beautiful work as a priest of Ecate, and he also works with Afro religion in Brazil. So he's really connected to witchcraft in general then the second reason because igor is able to reproduce any idea i give to him it's really fantastic and the artwork is uh handmade so that would be easier probably reproduce that uh, digital or in digital art but everything is was made by hand and Everything that is on the deck, I try to reproduce three order. So the frame 
is three horas. The, the stones. This is what if you go to visit three horas, that is the architecture of three horas. And when you when you you see the back of the cards, you have uh, Cerberos. Uh, I think that's the the pronunciation in in English. Uh, the the three-headed dog, and uh, that is the symbol of Triora. The flag of Triora has a Cerberus, the main uh, square in Triora where the trial used to have to 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 happen in front of the church. They have a circle in mosaic, uh, stone mosaic uh, on the floor that there is a Cerberus there. So. Mm -hmm. That was a way to connect the decks to Triora. It's interesting, the Cerberus, because nobody ever uh, discovered why Cerberus is the, the, the symbol of Triora. And uh, a lot of scholars, they, they just try to, to, to discover the origins, but in the end, they, they are not sure. We have hypotheses, but nobody is sure. And none of these hypotheses come across witchcraft or a pagan past. Actually, Triora has layers of archaeology that is related to, to, to the uh, Celtic people. And on the uh, um, really 10 kilometers, so eight miles from Triora, that's, uh, there is another town called Bayardo that I, I visited a uh, few weeks ago. That is, Bayardo was a druid place. We still have the Stella uh, with the druid symbols. It's beautiful there, actually. Only the ruins, but very beautiful. So that area, that region, before... Uh, medieval times when Italy was already all converted to the to the Christianism. Uh, we have layers of history that the the the, the Celtic people lived there. Then we had uh, the Longbards that stay uh, that came to Italy and were in that region. So we have layers of different people, different spirituality, different pagan uh, tribes and or people that live there. So we don't have no clue the origin of Cerberus, but he's also uh, 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 the symbol of uh, of the, the the city and the um, the choice for the deck is really to depict. Triora as much as possible. There is one card, there is one card that is the water card that is a tap running water. And that tap is uh, is like a, is a head of a, a dog or a lion, something like that. That was the real picture. I took a picture. Actually, a lot of the cards I sent pictures to, to Igor to, to tell him how, to show to him how uh, Triora is. And he was able to make the same tap on the card. So I tried to put Triora as much as I could on the deck. That is the art of Triora. I've seen photos of your experiences in Triora, and I really love that you're tying in the stonework 
as part of the back and the outline of the or the border of the card and and i really do love igor's artwork because it is it's handmade and it connects you to i think the the spirit of of the the deck because it's handmade it seems like he really is in tune with the theme of the deck and the beings associated with them and everything so it really comes through I have a question. Uh, do you have a favorite card of the deck? What came? What did Igor draw that was really surprised you, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, this is really something special." Um, in terms of art, one of the most beautiful cards, the owl. But my favorite card is the witch. Mm. To me, she she has a strength. The way she looks, the the appearance, the the strength she has. And one of the cards that I, I have some kind of uh, with this card is the Inquisitor. And it's when it comes to the meanings of the card, that is very ambiguous because at the same time can be um, an enemy or any type of force against you can be also authority can be also somebody in charge, somebody in power. So it can be even your uh, own power, de depending on the, the group of cards that you're reading, how it is, it is presented on, on the reading. And that is a card that causes me a kind of, um, um, I don't know, I feel sometimes um, uncomfortable, but uh, at the same time, it's a necessary, important card. It's really, really interesting. The energy, it's about the energy of that card. But I love the, the cards also that they, they go to uh, like more funny, uh, like the, the broom, like the hat, like the cauldron, like these iconic instruments of the witch the witches and that is interesting to me too but my favorite card actually is the witch oh that's a great story great to hear that so bella the kickstarter is in full swing uh, as we're recording we are almost at halfway funded and that must be very exciting for you yes it is it's exciting for me because I check in ever since you launched the Kickstarter. I check in every now and then to see how well it's doing. The deck will be uh, should be able to be shipped, of course, pending upon printing and the shipping time and everything early next year. Correct? Yes, yes. I'm considering March. All right. And uh, let's see if it goes okay because pretty much uh, everything is done. Like I'm just working to finish the. Um, the book like uh just reviewing the book and i'm working with the vice major uh of triora that he's uh helping me with the translation to italian because i'm supposed to to have the deck the user guide published in italian and english so yes so this i i'm considering that we have uh, enough time to to do everything on time and have the the delivery on March. And let's see and hope everything goes okay. I think we are really better than we were during uh, the the pandemic or whatever. So I, I'm pretty sure we we can 
really believe that we are on time for everything. Yeah, and and the fact that you have all of the artwork completed and the book will be ready to go by the time the Kickstarter um, is over, that's really great news and great to hear that. And we have some great stretch goals in mind for the deck. For instance, uh, a, a certain goal reach will get a black edge. The booklet will be printed in color at another level of the stretch. Uh, so many cool things that you have planned. So we're really excited to see the deck come to come into being and into uh, the hands of so many people to be able to use it. And so we're just really encouraging people back the deck, uh, not only because you're my friend, uh, but because it's such a great project and I'm really looking forward to seeing it come into being and having it in my own hands uh, because I've backed the project as well. Thank you so much uh, for supporting all my projects. And uh, I think this this deck is really an interesting deck. There, there is a, a kind of uh, reality on it. There is a kind of, I feel like an energy that is, there is so much to be to be explored about it and uh, in somehow i feel like the secrets that those ladies used to whisper me and to federica and so many other people that had the 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 chance to hear them is like through the oracle they they will do great to help people and uh especially those that didn't have their, their voice heard. And I feel like this oracle is to give voice to them and to allow them to give guidance, to share their uh, wisdom, all, the, all that wisdom that was silent by ignorance and, and hate. I think more than, than never, we, we are really in need of understanding about how we are in need of having guidance, of connecting to our ancestors and understanding from where we come, who we are, so we, we, we can know what to do and where to go. We are living in difficult times, even dark times sometimes. This Ladies, in my dream, that was not just a dream. It's like they went through dark times. They went through a lot. And in somehow when they, they start talking and, and they inspire this oracle, it's like they are saying, hey, we are okay. You guys will be okay too. And then it's the way I feel that this oracle comes so special. It's not uh, just marketing that I'm trying to say, oh, my, my oracle is just special. No, this, this is very unique. It's very different from everything. And Any last comments about the Witches of Triora Oracle or the, uh, the campaign? Where we're going from here? Okay. Um, this, to me, this is a very, very interesting deck because I feel like this is a deck that comes to bring us a lot of guidance, especially because we are living in difficult times. This deck comes from an inspiration from the voices in my dreams. 
that comes from a, a different, a, a difficult time, a very dark episode of human uh, history. But at the same time, it's it comes with a lot of um, brings hope that we, if our ancestors, a few generations ago, went through so so dark times, and we are here, means that we can go forward, that we have the strength and the wisdom from them to go forward. And um, I hope this campaign goes okay. I would love to to have this deck funded and I would be even happier to share all the um, stretching goals. And the very special stretch goal uh, is the last one, is the um, La Befana Lenormand. It's a deck, very cute deck. And La Befana is also uh, an Italian tradition, an Italian uh, legend, and that is really connected to, to, to magic and has pagan roots. So it's very beautiful. And um, I will be glad if we reach the stretching goal to have also the La Befana Lenormand included. Thank you so much for all you uh, all you've done with this. Thank you. Thank you one more time. Thank you always for supporting my projects. Thank you for listening. Please have a look at the show notes for links and well, notes. Podcast is available from Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and other podcast catchers. Feedback and reviews are greatly appreciated. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at @weirdgifts1 and on Facebook at, at Gifts of the Weird. And email me at giftsoftheweird.com. Thanks and have a great day.